The Small Business Show, episode number 91 for Wednesday, November 2nd, 2016. folks and welcome to the small business show here at businessshow.co the show by for and about small business owners here in durham new hampshire i'm dave hamilton and in lafayette california i'm shannon jean how are you dave i'm good man how are you good i'm good i'm good i'm uh very busy hectic uh, right now and uh you know recovering from the halloween weekend which is a series of events that you know are awesome but uh no, I, you, know, you got to jump back in at least gotta, on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My yeah, yeah. my week, I had a similar thing. That show that I was doing um, yep. ran what five? Well, we did five shows this weekend, including one uh, wow. a, a extra one on Halloween night. Yeah, that's awesome. Which was great. They were all sold out, and I mean, it was really great. And that was our final show. Was Halloween night? Of course. Then we had to load out of the theater. So that was a late night and Tuesday was a little bit of a blur, but you know, it's all good now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. Really yeah. Good. It's good. Yeah. So just getting, getting back into business. So yes, of course. Important to do. Hey, uh, I know we have a couple things we want to talk about, yeah. but I just thought of something that I wanted to mention and uh, I, I posted it in the um, small business support group, uh, which if you go to businessshow.co slash Facebook, well, you'll, you'll jump right over there. And um, you know, We've been using, not using, using uh, Google Trends more and more for uh, to come up with content and timely content to try to tie our blog posts and social media posts into trending topics related to our business um, that people are searching for. And I thought, it, I definitely wanted to mention it because I posted it up there, but I didn't get any response from the uh, 400 plus, uh, you know, or 300 plus members. It was kind of crickets. So, you know, what's uh, interesting is I, I did not see that when you posted it, which is oh, odd because, is you odd. know, I'm the one that started the group. So I wonder if there's something about the group and the notifications, cause I'm seeing it now Maybe. and actually I have a lot to say about Google trends. So I'm glad you brought it up, but yeah. So I thought we'd talk about that for a few yeah. minutes and see how useful cause we use it. I mean, it, it, we found that the more you drill down, number one, I'm always surprised at how uh, some terms that I think are very important are like nobody's <laughs> looking for, at least according to Google and other things that I, you know, uh, I, I look at and go, wow, you know, everybody's really interested in whatever, you know, so. Right. Um, and, and I think it, um, it's been useful for us because we're always looking for ideas and uh, things to feature in our content. Right. And I thought, well, if, we, if we're looking for things, so I give this to our, you know, we have a couple people that handle these, uh, those posts. And I say, you know, what do you want to talk about? And, you know, we're uh, doing uh, some new things. And so we're trying to build some campaigns around the data that, uh, you know, you can find at, you know, google.com slash trends. And, you know, you can drill down to, uh, I mean, from, you know, a satellite perspective all the way down really to your town on um, who's searching and what terms are coming up and, and from the past five years all the way down to 24 hours. And it's pretty powerful, you know, and it's like a lot of Google things. It doesn't cost anything. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, there's a lot of uh, interesting content up there and I would encourage you to check it out. And um, 
what's your thoughts on that, Dave? You said you had some uh, some ideas or, or thoughts on uh, Google Trends. Yeah, so we um, we use this at at the Mac Observer quite a bit. Jeff Gamet, our managing editor, has done um, quite a bit with it because it's the kind of thing where we can look at like what are people searching about, especially as we're trying to decide what tips to write. Ah, uh, yeah, y- you know, like how sure. can we and and really it, th- that can. You know, in in terms of translating it to any business in general, it's how what can we do to help people? What are they looking? What are they looking for help with? Right. And so, like I said, we use it to figure out what tips might be helpful. Uh, Yeah. And and then therefore, you know, bring us some traffic and some exposure and and all of that. People are searching for, oh, how do you fix this or what do you do with this? Right. You got it. And so if we can if we can put a post up and the thing is, then, you know, from there, you sort of have to put on your SEO hat, especially when you're titling your post and, and building your uh, your link structure. It's like if somebody says, you know, if people are searching for uh, how to pair your Apple, you know, pairing Apple yeah. watch, right? Well, okay. Now you want to put up a headline that's going to surface when people search for those terms. So it's okay. You know, how to pair your Apple watch might be a good, you know, headline that yeah. would then feed into the terms that you see people looking for. And, and that's really the trick is, is using it to figure out what folks are, are after. And then, being intelligent about how you kind of feed that information back into the system. You you need to provide the content. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. Of course. Of yeah. Course. But, but yeah. you know, it's it, the internet is not a, uh, and if you build it, they will come sort of scenario. It's you need to build what people are already looking for. It kind of right. like when we were talking, I can't remember his name, but um, a gentleman we had on the show who built the, the tool that tells you what people are searching for on Amazon. Right. Oh yeah. 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 Price. Uh, wasn't it, was it the pricing one? Yeah. Or, oh no, 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 no. It was, uh, Greg from, uh, help or not help scout, but it was, I'll look it up. We'll find okay. it. Here. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But it's the same kind of thing. It's like, find out what people are searching for and then give it to them, you know, and then provide that. And that can be a yeah. really helpful way of doing things. And, and, and Google yeah, trends yeah. can and be that. Yep. That's right. And they, you know, in, in the case of, uh, Jungle Scout, which Jungle is the, Scout. the name you. of the company, yeah. uh, they are, you know, basically teaching you how to build your business around demand and, uh, you know, using keywords. And uh, in their case, it was uh, lots of, uh, you know, sourcing products overseas mm. and, and that and that kind of thing. So uh, and that was Greg Mercer of Jungle Scout. And uh, we'll we'll post that link up in the in the show notes. But and and I think it works, you know, and you might as well. I mean, it certainly is not going to hurt. And you no, if you're going to write up, something anyway, especially yeah. if you, like if you know, and certainly for us at the Mac Observer, if we know what it is we want to write and and we, you know, for, for whatever reason in our guts or, or just based on other research we've done, know that, yep, this is a good tip. Let's get it out there. We do it. But if yes. it's, if it's a day where we don't have the inspiration, well, then, OK, let's let something inspire us. And Google Trends can be that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a, a really good thing because I'm always OK. What's the net? What should we feature? You know, especially with our our, our tech, our repair business, um, you know, you can't just talk about fixing something over and over and over and over. Um, right. People are not not. I mean, they're interested if it's timely to them, to them. That's to right. them. Yes. But that's that can be very narrow casting. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, bringing 
tying in these other things, you know, if you want to write about, you know, we're in the Mac space. I mean, if you want to tie in your your content to, you know, USB-C and the controversy of this and dongles and everything that's going on in the Mac uh, world right now. Yeah. Well, you maybe you'll get some extra, uh, you know, bump there. Yeah. Um, and it can, know, and it, it can help you even confirm a hunch or, or, or maybe better put refine a hunch. Right. I mean, you can say, OK, yeah, people I, I people must be confused about this, you know, USB-C versus Thunderbolt and and what do they do and how do they get that right? So you can use Google Trends starting with that as your launching point and then sort of dig a little deeper and realize, Oh, wait a minute. Really what people are asking about is how to connect their old USB printer. Yeah, that's right. So that's a great specific instead of writing some general thing. Yeah. And, and, and Google trends is really good. It will pop in, uh, breakout uh terms that uh you know are related and that are really trending and moving up and and uh i i would highly recommend it uh that you check it out and yeah. we will uh link it for you in the show notes yeah so you, so you can go jump over there and, and then we'll push all the guys out in the support group so uh talking about the the small business support group you know it's a it's a great resource if you you want to jump up on Facebook if you have questions or comments, um, and we're working hard to get some engagement up there and to really create a forum that uh, you know we can just help answer each other's questions and and that kind of thing. So we'd love to have you uh, jump up and. Uh, Join up and just go to businessshow.co slash Facebook and you'll roll right over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun little group. Yeah. Yep. It's good yep. people. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay, good. So did that. Awesome. So you sent me an article I thought was very interesting. Um, and it was about uh, how to get more more done. Be it, more productive, right? Yeah. I, so there's, I, and really there's kind of a, a larger tip here. There's a publication that I get, print publication. I think I've mentioned it, but it's probably been a year uh, it comes every two weeks and it's called bottom line personal and it is very small, maybe what, 10 pages. I think you get it now too, right? I do. Yep. Yes. Yep. And it's, uh, it's great. And it's yeah, 10, 15 pages, something like that. And it's, it's just little tips and, and tricks and things. And there's some stock market advice in there, but it's things that sort of, you know, run the gamut, but definitely geared towards the productive individual. Uh, yes, is probably the best way to say it. There's lots of business advice in there, but there's also things that are, you know, have have nothing to do with business, but will just make you more productive. And uh, and I found an, an article or I read an article in it uh, that was they had interviewed a guy named Charles Duhigg. And uh, he is or I, yeah, I guess he is. He uh, is a Pulitzer Prize uh, winning newspaper reporter. And he realized that. Um, he could figure he was in a position that helped him figure out why busy people actually are the ones that get things done. Right. Right. We've and, talked about that here on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, he interviewed tons of these people cause he had access to, you know, I mean the, 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 the subtitle of the article is secrets from scientists, CEOs, and four-star generals. Right. So he interviewed all of these, you know, very powerful, very productive people and started looking for trends and uh, I think he actually wrote a book about it, but uh, but bottom line, as they do so well, interviewed him and sort of, you know, collapsed all this stuff into uh, into a very, very short article that's that's packed with with some great things. So it, there, there's four sections, I believe, in the article here. One is that he found uh, highly productive people tend to make small choices. And the reason for it was because 
by doing it's easy to procrastinate some big project. But if you can just get rid of that internal log jam, right, where you do one little thing that just marches you, you know, a step down the path. Yep. That's all it takes. Usually it's like, oh, this really isn't that big of a deal. And I'm already in it. So I might as well keep going. And and that um, and he he gave a great example. But uh, he said, um, (laughs) I'm just going to read it because it's awesome. He says, for years, geriatric uh, geriatric researchers had been trying to figure out why some seniors thrive inside nursing homes. At one facility in Santa Fe, the residents who fared best practice an odd ritual in the dining hall. As soon as they were served their meals, this one group of seniors started trading various food items. This small act of control or even defiance may sound inconsequential, but it invigorated and empowered the residents for other parts of their day. And what Duhigg does is he says he used to let hundreds of emails pile up in his inbox. Now what he does is he highlights a dozen emails and hits reply. So now he has 12 emails up that are already started with replies. And he just types a one sentence or even like a three or four word thing to get him started like what would i reply to this email and then quickly moves to the next one he doesn't send them right away he just writes a quick reply and now he's started this process so he can easily go back through and finish all 12 of those and then do it again yeah i think that's great and it's like that old adage i guess maybe it's not politically correct to say anymore but you know you can't eat eat an elephant in in one sitting right you have to just kind of take your time you know go through it and i would say as an entrepreneur and you know business owners we're just getting stuff thrown at each other all day long and it always it's the first 15 minutes before we even start recording you and i are always talking about okay i you know this just happened i could do this i could do that all these things that are kind of firing away at us so I, I, I agree. I think it's a great idea to, uh, you know, break things down into these small choices. But the key is, you know, that move you in the direction of of taking care of this issue. That's right. Um, answering email, making a quick phone call, even jot like for me. My big weakness is dumping paper on my desk. I can't, I don't want any paper. You know, it's like, if you can't slack it to me or, you know, whatever, email, you know, text me. I really hate having paper, but it's, it just happens over and over. Sure. And it'll be things I need to reply to. It'll be, you know, requirements for whatever today I had, you know, this new company working with that. Oh, we need all these tax documents, insurance. So I, you know, I got this thing in there. So I, what I always do is lean forward and I just start making notes on the paper because I know I'm going to set it aside. Yeah. And if, if I set it aside and it's just blank, I'll look over and go, oh, there's this that pile of, you know, stuff on yeah, my I don't desk even know, again. I don't even know where to begin, right? Yeah, what, where was I? So, you know, I'll, and now at least I can look over and go, oh, okay, so I've already talked to him about this. I need to send this over. I need to have this person, you know, send this form. I need to talk to this insurance person. So at least it's kind of a, these are the little steps that you, you need to do to get this damn piece of paper off, off my, my desk. desk. Yeah, and, exactly. And, I, yeah. and it's just, and it never is completely off my desk. It's always by the tip Uh oh. I think something just left your desk, Shannon. You still with me, man? Huh. Well, we'll see if we can get him back. 
Okay, I found Shannon. Shannon, right? Yes. Awesome. Yep, awesome. I'm here. I'm Sweet. here. Yes, so it, you, you were trying to get your paper. Uh, yeah, you want to get the paper off your desk, uh, but it right. never leaves your desk. Yeah, so you know, I, I always make these notes on the on the you know the, here's the steps I need to do to get rid of this paper here, and that's that's going to drive me nuts. Uh, and one of the th- things that uh, uh, I, uh, we've been trying to do for a long time is get rid of AT and T uh, and our relationship with them, and we had all these so many phone lines and you know so many things going on uh, that. It was just a monumental task. You wouldn't think it was. Sure. But over time, you know, I would call, you wouldn't get to the right department. I would get frustrated and hang up because I was like, I just cannot sit here on the telephone and do these things. So by the time I was done, that paper had, you know, just tons of writing on the thing. But I slowly, and it it probably took me a week, but step by step by step and slowly where the last possible connection that we had with them was terminated. Uh, and, and so otherwise I, and I, I will tell you, I, I, that paperwork sat on my desk for far longer than I even want to admit because sure. I was just like, this is just such a nightmare. I can't even, I don't even know where to get started. We had all this stuff and business and cellular and this and that. But, um, I love that idea of breaking it down into these little steps and it, it is really, it is really effective making small choices as long as it's moving you in the right direction. Yeah. 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 Well, and that, and that's, that's cool. that kind of feeds into the second point that they made in this article, which is identifying a larger purpose, right? Yes. When when you run into one of these brick walls or maybe, you know, a hurdle, I I never like to think about brick walls, although you can tunnel under them. So there's there's always a way around, right? Yep. But, you know, it, it's, uh, he's, he found that these highly productive people that he interviewed would take a step back and ask, why is this task important to me? And by seeing kind of the larger picture, you you can you can get into motive you you can tap into your motivation right because if you're just looking at gosh this thing this one thing I'm trying to do it's just not happening you lose you know once you try three or four times you tend to lose interest it's like well I keep failing at that but yeah. if you can look down the road and say wait a minute no 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 this is really important to in order to get me you know to this other thing that that is actually the big picture sometimes that can say nope all right let's do this let's get it there and alternatively, if you can't answer why is this important to me, then maybe it's time to punt on that thing and move on. Because that's something productive people do, too, is they don't waste their time with things that are not part of the big picture. Yeah. And and I would say, you know, like an example that I've seen is if if your main focus in uh, in in starting a business or a a company or whatever, it's going to be a sole proprietor or a big company, whatever you're going to do. If, if the first thing you think of is you're, you're doing this to make money or I want to make a lot of money, so I'm going to do this because that's where all the money's at. Yeah. I, I would argue that you're, you're coming at it backwards um, because there's a lot of work involved that it, it's, uh, it, it's like that Scott Adams book we've talked about where he kind of downplays the concept of goals and rather focuses on systems um, because systems allow you to feel uh small bit maybe small bits of success all along the way versus oh, i'm going to set a goal and my company's going to make you know a million bucks or a hundred thousand dollars in x period of time but if you develop a system to create a, an environment that you enjoy 
being at every day and that your employees can enjoy being and that generates profit and that does X and Y and Z and you keep doing those, that that's something, you know, I mean, it's almost like the small steps concept allows you to, uh, you know, to, to build on that. Yep. And uh, I, I think that that should be your larger purpose. And because you're going to put in a ton of time, you know, entrepreneurs are people that gladly work 80 hours a week so they don't have to work 40 hours a week. Right. For, it's, for somebody else. That's such an interesting way of saying that. And it's yeah. so true. It's of course. like, I, you know, I think I've said <laughs> it on this show. My, my goal every day, certainly when I started out, but every now and then it, you know, I kind of think about it and remember it was to do whatever I had to do so that I didn't have to work for somebody else. Yep. Yeah, and that, and that's, I think it's a common, a common right, thought. <laughs> right. But, but it, you know, it often meant, like you said, working 80 hours to make the oh, same totally. amount of money I might've made working 40 for someone else, certainly in the short term. Oh, I mean, hopefully or I'm even less value. or even less often, money, oftentimes less <laughs> often. or, or zero. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and, you know, uh, I always kind of feel that way. I'm like, wow. But then like we've talked about before, part of, you know, my definition of a charmed life is the flexibility that, you know, it, it affords you that you totally. can, yes, maybe you're working more, maybe at some point, and I guarantee it at some point, you're going to be making less money, but, uh, you're going to do it on your own terms and the, the way you feel is the most important and yep. on your own time frame. you know, so you can, Oh, I'm going to work tonight and I'm going to do this. I'm going to work the weekend. Yep. Um, and uh, and and I think that larger purpose is a critical part, especially when you're getting started, um, because it needs to to pull you forward. Um, that energy, keeping your energy level up, when you know if you focus just on kind of some surface things, it, it's tougher because you you hit those failures points like you're talking about, and it's easy to give up. That's the easiest thing to do. And I talk to people, you know, almost daily about. Oh, I feel, you know, I don't know if I'm going to make it or should we, you know, I don't know if I should stop this or I'm going to go start. This sounds sexier and I'm going to go start this, but driving through and finding what that, that larger purpose is for you, your business, your family, your employees. It's, it's, it's really important. It's a totally. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I looked at this one. The next one that he talks about is these smarter to do lists. And, you know, uh, it's funny. It's I was actually going to skip that one because ah, I, yeah. I, I don't agree with anything <laughs> that he says in here. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's such a big thing that like we've talked about before, it's setting goals that are easy maybe yeah. to miss or, you know, where you have one little bit of success when you make the goal, but developing a system over time, you can have success every single day. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's yeah. true. I think, I, yeah, I think he could have stated, or whoever wrote the article, uh, I think could have stated that part of it better because, yeah, calling it smarter to do lists. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but I don't know. It, it, it. Yeah, it didn't read well. <laughs> to me. Yeah, it didn't resonate. No, I, yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. Um, um, the, the, the one after this though is really interesting, and it's it the this the segment's called avoid information blindness. Uh, we are. I mean, this show is a is an example and a byproduct of the fact that you can get any information you want or don't want at any time of day. Right. It's, it's not like you sit down at six o'clock to hear the news and that's all you're going to get. Or maybe you read the paper in the morning and you saw the news at night and that's it. Right. We have, we are just constantly barraged with information and it's not just information about the news, but it's all kinds of things. And so the, um, the, the advice is break data into binary choices. Um, 
start simple. And, and he uses the example of a wine list at a restaurant, like ask yourself, don't look at the whole list and say, Oh my God, there's so many options, red or white. Right. And then, yeah. okay, great. I've just ruled out half the list. Awesome. Now, what kind of red do I want? You know, and then boom. And then what kind of what price do I want to pay? You know, do I want to pay? Okay, it's got to be less than 30 bucks. Great. Perfect. And you just you can really be efficient about all kinds of things um, and and paying attention to the information that matters to you. I I think that's that's really the key is is, you know, I, I had a business partner. Uh, Greg Snyder helped helped me start Backbeat Media uh, before he then went and started the Brooklyn Zen Center, which was the reason that that he stopped doing. Uh, That's w- awesome. Yeah, which is great, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but he says his job's the same. He's just going and asking <laughs> people for money. Well, I, I, I mean, <laughs> I it's the that. same I thing, love it. right? I love that. Right? Man. Oh, he says all the stuff that he learned about you know uh, selling here at Backbeat as we built the business yeah. is the same. It's you know it's fundraising. Okay, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but he always said, I aim to be ruthless with my time. That's what that was what one of Greg's phrases. And it's mm. like, yeah. And and this is part of it. Like you can bog yourself down in a decision that really, you know, doesn't need to take that kind of time. But you need to have a you need to have that path that you're just going to blaze through it. And yes, if you thought about it for an extra 10 minutes you know, you might make a slightly different choice, but you need to, Yeah, I, I guess really what it is, is you need to balance the time it takes to make a decision with the importance of its outcome. Yeah. And, and I would say, you know, with your business, it, it seems like, uh, you know, with us all day long, we're getting phone calls and emails and, you know, uh, from companies that are kind of circling us trying to uh, get our attention to sign up for some new service that does this to totally. pr- promote your business here instead of there and next, you know, this place uh, to, you know, telling you they're going to help you get this contract or you're going to do this. And, and I think you have to do the same thing there is, is you have to really be uh, brutal with your time. You know, for years, I always felt bad. I had, you know, people call, like they'd go to my voicemail. I'd be like, ah, oh, you know, I can't get these back until finally I just turned my voice, you know, voicemail off. I mean, this was like 10 years ago. No when kidding. Voicemail, when I just turned off. And he, he, so my message on the voicemail at my office is here's my email. Or if I know you, you already have my mobile number. Contact me there. That's it. And so I'll get an email. And, and I can quickly blow through that one or direct it to someone in the organization that, you know, sure. if, if, it does, if it does seem important. But, yeah, email's much easier to delegate around, right? Yeah, and there's just no way that I'm going to spend my time, or, you know, give up my time to someone trying to pitch something to me that I may or may not be interested. We just had a new one today. You know, we do business with this large insurance company and I get this thing and they say, oh, now we're only doing business on this new platform. And you have to go sign up and you have to create this and, and do these things and this. And I'm thinking, I really have to think about when's, what's the volume of business we do with the, these folks? Yeah. Do, I, do we want to allocate the time to manage another platform? Uh, you know, we may want to, and it may be a great new way to get business. But now I'm very particular about that and look at it and go, nah, you know, I'm just 
maybe maybe not and i where I, I, I used to in the past think we needed to be everywhere i mean you know if i get if another social media service pops up uh, i'm i'm done <laughs> yeah right how you know the the time it takes and yes we push our content across you know different platforms but you know sure. now i think we're probably you know got to be reaching saturation uh at some point in effectiveness of who's going to read your content and how how effective it is um in your thing so so I, I love this concept of really chopping it up into small bits and making these these quick decisions and instead of dragging it out well that and awesome. that that's the you know that's another it's not in the article but that the concept and and the commitment to making a decision yeah uh is huge because procrastinating a decision is one of the worst things you can do it's effectively like you've decided not to do anything that's correct. Right. Yep. And and yep. if you think about it, in, instead of saying, I'm going to do that tomorrow, if you reframe it in your own mind as I'm deciding not to do that today because I'm going to do something else better than that today, that's a much better way to frame it. And, sure. and I've caught myself saying, no, wait a minute, that thing I was going to put off till tomorrow. Now I'm not putting it off till tomorrow. I'm deciding not to do it today. And that's fine. It, yeah. It, as yeah, long but, as you're but, actively. But uh, yes, it's yeah. an active thing. And sometimes when I do it, I'll say, no, wait a minute. I want to do that today. Like I need to get that done. That's important. This thing that I'm choosing to put in its place. You know, when you when you when you treat procrastination like a reprioritization, oh, it, I like that. It, yeah. Right. It's a much clearer picture that you're giving yourself of your choices. It's like, wait a minute. How in the world would I ever say that, you know, this was more important than that? No way. I got to do that. It, you yeah. know, and, it. and it's yeah. yeah, it's a much easier way to to frame that because you are actively deciding not to do it. You're not saying, yes, I want to do it, but gosh, it's too hard. I'll do it tomorrow. You know, that, that yep. kind of thing it is, is a, it's a, I mean, I catch myself doing it even now, but I always sure. try to just reframe it for myself. Like, wait a minute, a, you know, is that, is, is what you're doing right now more important than what you just put off? No. Okay. Now what's one thing I can do for this, you know, this, this larger project that seems like I want to procrastinate it because it's too big Just I'll pick one thing. And then as soon as I do that one thing, I'm back to the top of this list and it's like, pow, yeah. pow. okay, get out of my way. I want to finish, you know, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like his last one too, where he talks about, you know, make your bed, uh, literally I, make your bed. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's great. He's like, you know, I didn't have, only 40% of the people make their beds every day. I mean, uh, that, that kind of blows me away, but I, uh, I, I love it. You know, it creates an immediate and visual sense of accomplishment and, you know, and momentum to start the day. Yep. And, and I love that. I love that. And it's, you know, it's, doing these little things. But I, the one thing I would add about the bed. Yeah. That, and I would suggest to everyone that's listening to this is not only should you make your bed every day, but you should regularly change which side of the bed you're sleeping on. And, I'm with you on this. Now and, you, you and, may or may not have to get your spouse's uh, buy. Well, you, yeah, I think, and I think it's important to, to justify it to your spouse and try to, Hey, look, let's try this. But it really can have a, a profound impact on many things, aspects of your life by changing that 
because again, you start the day, you have another, a different perspective. Yep. You're looking out a different window. You're feeling it. And it sounds really kind of small, but I'm a firm believer in the, you know, rebooting your, your brain in little ways can have dramatic impacts, uh, or have a dramatic impact on, on your, on your life. Yeah. And, and the same could be said for where you sit at the table. Oh, totally. You yes. should not sit at the same spot at the table. And I don't know what the time, you know, you choose, but is it a week, a month, yeah. or whatever it is. But on a regular basis, you should shift yourself, your kids, everybody around. It just keeps things more interesting. Yeah. And it gives you another perspective. And, you know, our, our where we eat dinner is, is windows all around us and we look out over some hills and stuff. And, sure. you know, it's like, oh, no, we're, we're switching here. And sometimes my kids would be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> this is my seat. No, you it's know? not. So, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah. right. And so so make your bed in the morning. But, you know, every, every few weeks or uh, whatever time frame you'd like, switch sides of the bed and... Uh, and, and then reach out to us and let us know, you know, how it works for you. If it drives so you crazy, I have, if you like it. I have an anecdote to share, but I, I like this concept yes. of switching everything. My, um, my friend, Scott Little is a programmer. He actually writes uh, plugins for Apple's mail app, right? He, oh, he writes okay. like signature profiler and, and a couple of the others, but, um, he is, he is originally from, I believe he's originally from the States. He lives in Poland Wow. And his wife is from Paris. Oh, that's cool. So they speak, uh, my guess is, and this was a couple of years ago, I had this conversation with him, but um, they, they speak and they have two kids. They speak a little bit of Polish because, you know, they have to when, when they're amongst their, their sure. neighbors. Right. But um, at the house, he said they either speak English or French generally. And that way the kids, you know, will, will grow up essentially trilingual and, yep. and all that. And I said, okay, so how do you decide what, like when you speak, which, because otherwise you're going to, I mean, your kids are going to speak three languages, but they're not going to know which is which. <laughs> yeah. And, that's right. and frankly, neither are you. He's like, yep, no, we solved that problem. Cause he's a programmer. Of course they solved that problem. Every Monday morning they switch. So they uh, speak English cool. for a week. And then when they wake up Monday morning, it is now French for a week. Yeah, I like it. I Isn't like that it. awesome? Yeah, that's cool. It really works. I'm telling you, it's a yeah. little weird thing. But and you'd be amazed, but maybe you wouldn't. But you know, when some people you tell, hey, you know, you should you should try switching side, but they look at you like, are you insane? Yeah. I sleep on the left, and that's it. <laughs> and right. Bed, you right. know. Okay. Uh, you know, but I, I think it works, <laughs> and you should try it. And uh, I'm a big proponent of it. I've done it. it yeah, now thinking about it, it's been a little too long since I've we've switched. So I'm gonna bring it up. Uh, you know, today how, how, I, I need to ask, cause Lisa, I've tried this, you know, cause I'm like, you. Yeah. I like to just like, for the sake of mixing yep. it up, I want to mix it up. And Lisa, I mean, we've, we've switched a couple of times, but man, it is <laughs> never, ever an easy thing. So does, does your wife, is she more used to this? Yeah, she's more used because we always, you know, I've done it forever. Yeah, and I, I'm, I hate ruts. You know, ruts are yes, that's just, it. I just don't want to be in a rut. Yeah, so. I want something different. I want the day to go different yeah. often, and that's one way that we do it. And so, you know, I got her buy-in early on. That's good. And she knew I was kind of a nut. And yeah. So, well, that's she, it. She, yeah, she embraced it. it. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, you know, when I was in college, is where it started. My roommate and I. It would be like two in the morning, and we'd say, you know what? Let's rearrange the living room. Because yeah. we had I an apartment that. or whatever. And it's like, yeah. yeah, all right, great. You know, and then it, was, then it was like you got to live in a different apartment. Yeah, and, that's cool. And you do. You think about things differently. You walk in different patterns. And, yeah. you know, you well, and uh, plus you learn like, oh, wait, yes. this 
this layout we have now sucks. The other one was way more efficient. So what else? What, you know, what else can you learn from that? Yeah. yeah, I mean, a rut is just a grave with both ends kicked out of it, right? Oh, <laughs> so I, I don't want to be anywhere near it, man. No, that's right. <laughs> right yeah, on. there'll be enough time for that later. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Right Folks, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, you can find us. Uh, please do visit our uh, small business support group. Come to uh, businessshow.co/slash/facebook and uh, and join us there. We would love to converse with you there, and then uh, and then we'll include some of the stuff that uh, we talk about there here in the show too. Perfect. Keep working on that charmed life. Change things up, folks. That's part of the charmed life.